Jalen, do you ever been to Stillwater for any reason? No, sir. No, no sir, I haven't. Have you, have you heard of Eskimo Joe's? What's that? It's a, their, their most popular restaurant. I have a cold following. Is it pretty good or something? Uh, their cheese fries are good. You like cheese fries? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, is there anything better than the group laugh at a press conference? Huh? Oh, he said he didn't like cheese fries. Let's run a story. Jalen Hurts hates Oklahoma State. That's a good one. It's funny. Uh, I guess he is an OU guy. That proves it. Is he an OU guy or is he an Alabama guy? That's been going on Twitter all week long. Well, he's never been to Stillwater. He doesn't know. Well, I guess he has now after that game. He has never heard of Eskimo Joe's and he hates cheese fries. Sounds like an OU guy to me. Well, hang on a second. How can you not like cheese fries? Now, I'm not saying that they have to be your favorite appetizer or, oh, my God, I can't wait until we go to Stillwater again so I can have Eskimo Joe's cheese fries. I, I'm not saying any of that, but how, how do you, who doesn't like cheese fries? Obviously, OU quarterback Jalen Hurts is the only one that doesn't like it. Nah. Maybe he was trying to cement his legacy as an OU quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Am I going to have to, uh, when I watch that game on Sunday, how many times am I going to have to relive? And I, I guess they won it, so it won't be all that bad. But how many times will we have to relive that Jalen Hurts Brock Purdy game in Norman from 2019? I'm guessing more than mm. once. Oh, I don't know that they would. Would they ever stoop so low as to show a Big 12 game on a NFL broadcast? They were they asking about Yeah, I think so. I think they were asking about it this week. I think there's a chance we see the replay of it. Jalen, what is it like to play Brock Purdy again in the playoffs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That'll be... I'm sure that's been asked a few times. Maybe someone's asked him again if he's ever heard of Eskimo Joe's. If he's changed Brock, his stand on cheese fries. What do you remember about that game with Jalen Hurts? Interesting. Oh yeah, I remember that he was a real good competitor, man. He's he's tough, you know. He made a lot of plays that day. <laughs> great stuff. Chaps- Thanks, Brock. Chapstick says that game is showing on FS1 tonight. They're doing a replay. Oh, of really? It. Cool. Huh? Okay, a little primer for the big game. What? Uh, this is bad. What game is on Saturday? What game is on mm-hmm. Saturday? They're both yeah. on Sunday. Are you talking about the NFL game? Are they both on? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, didn't yeah. they used to do like one on Saturday and one on Sunday? Told you, no? we're all, told you we're all OU here and don't talk NFL. Teddy doesn't even know what day the games are for the NFC and AFC championship. Uh, what's it matter? I mean, Jeez. you know, I'm, I'm going to be around. It's not like I'm going fishing or I'm uh, taking a hike. I'll be there. Oh, okay, the game's on. Let's flip it on. You telling me I have to know the time of every single sporting event that starts? Some on the text line will demand that from you. They don't care to hear about OU all the time. Um, I, I, <laughs> hey, I, hey, guys, what time's the game start on Saturday? I guess I take back my previous comment about he's a true OU guy. OU fans are saying, yeah, to hell with him now. Bama, Bama can have him huh. if he doesn't like cheese fries. He's obviously a psychopath. Um, didn't care for Jalen Hurts before. After the cheese fries comment, I'm total out, totally out. That's from J.G. Wentworth. 
<laughs> from who? J.G. Wentworth? Yeah. <laughs> I can't read the part. I can't read. I could probably read the name that he called in, but just to be safe, I won't. Uh, 877 Cash Now. Is 877 Cash Now. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, I also agree that it's weird that he doesn't like cheese fries. I'm not going to take it to that extreme, though. Hey, guys, big OU fan here. Who do we play this week? Crying face <laughs> emojis. Someone's heard that joke before. You're up here and someone calls OU Texas week. Hey, man, I'm a big OU fan. I'm a big-time OU fan. Who they play this week? Uh, sir, yep. it's OU Texas week. Oh, yeah. What time they play? Uh, 11 a.m. ABC. Are they, like are, they in, are they in Norman this year? Are we down in They're Austin? They're in Austin, aren't they? Yeah, they? yeah, we're in Norman last year, right? No, sure, they're in Dallas. <laughs> That is obviously an exaggeration, but some of those phone calls aren't too far off from that. I know it's hard to oh, believe, but some of uh, those do happen. Semi-related, what time does the basketball game start tomorrow? Um, well, the Ref Army pregame show, live from the Mont Norman, where I'll be, mm. is live from 11 a.m. to 1230. Um, the basketball game itself starts at 1 p.m. Now, the Ma- is their go-to appetizer the uh, queso? I think so, yeah. So yeah. is that Norman's? If uh, Stillwater's favorite appetizer is cheese fries, is Norman's queso? I feel like that's a pretty good bet. Or does Sugar's uh, used to sell an appetizer that I don't know about? Maybe that's what they're most famous for. They sell food? I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Check in on that, would you? Who knows? Uh I don't know. We don't have an appetizer. Like, there's good appetizers, don't get me wrong, but it's just the swirl, isn't it? Isn't that what we just go with? The, is there like a is there a a famous appetizer in Norman? The Mont, food-wise, I feel like is known for their queso, but the Mont is more known for their swirl. I think the swirl is probably – let me make sure about this before I say it. I think the Mont – has the single most well-known drink in Norman with the swirl. Yeah, I feel good about that. Well, I think it's the single most well-known menu item, food or beverage. Um, let me. Th- Unless you can correct me on that, I'm open to suggestions. Like I'm saying, there's other, there's tons of other great stuff, but okay, I'm willing, I'm willing to step out on that ledge with you. It's the single most popular item period on a menu okay yeah i can get there i'll hear other suggestions from the text line but we set the bar incredibly high in oklahoma with the swirl and with cheese fries hard to beat i'm a little bit nervous about the pregame show tomorrow um i know how rowdy the ref army gets period but if you throw a few swirls their way i just i don't know what's going to happen from 11 a.m to 12 30 tomorrow Hmm. There could be some shenanigans that take place over there. I'm concerned for you. Where are you going to be set up? <laughs> I think right next to the bar is where we're going to be set up. You're gonna? Are you going to be inside? <laughs> yeah, not yeah. a whole lot of room inside. It's going to be super windy outside. I think we're going to be set up inside. So yeah, okay. by the bar somewhere. Do they still have? I haven't been inside. Every time I've been there, it's been outside. You know, I've been. They still have that uh, one little room that's the 
Like the has private like the room? Little, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, you need to set up in there and have the ref army surround the table with you. 11 a.m. to 1230. Come hang out. Uh, I think Jeff Goodman, National College Basketball Analyst, is going to join the show tomorrow, maybe in that first segment. So should be a good show. Unless the ref army goes crazy and we have to end it early. We'll, we'll see what happens. Still no betting line on that game? I'll tell you what it is. Checked. It's seven and a half Alabama. Um, that's uh, – I'm setting that line. Okay. Still no still uh, no line attached to the OU-Bama game tomorrow. Hmm. Well, it might, you think I'm in the ballpark? Is that how you would uh, handicap it? I would handicap. I think Alabama's going to be a four-and-a-half point favorite tomorrow. Ooh. Okay. Dude, we – hey – I'm just telling you right now, if if we show up like we showed up against TCU, and I know we're going to be at home, and I don't expect that to happen, it's already a really bad matchup for us because of their athleticism. And I, if we don't come out with the spirited effort early and, uh, and, they can run and it play up at a high that. level, yeah. they could run it up quickly. Real quick. This is an elite sports weekend, man. Um, NFC, AFC championship, and the Big mm-hmm. 12 SEC challenge on Saturday. This, this is good, man. This is um, high-level sports weekend. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I am staring right now at a QB battles to watch list via 24-7. Georgia's on there. Watch out for that quarterback battle this offseason. Ohio State's on there. Bama's yeah. on there. Ole Miss, Tennessee, and... The University of Texas is listed. Is Texas going to have a legitimate quarterback battle this offseason with Arch and Quinn Ewers? Or are we just building that up for for nothing and Quinn Ewers is their day one starter and there's not much question to it? Oh, absolutely not that Ewers is going to be their day one starter. Absolutely not. They've got one of the most well-known recruits in a long time coming to town with tons of fanfare. They dropped a boatload of cash on his recruitment. He's a hundred, They 100% have a quarterback battle on their hands, whether they want it or not. Matter of fact, not only do they have a quarterback battle on their hands, they don't even have a choice. They're going to have to start Arch Manning at some point next season. I'm not saying he's going to win the job, but like the first incomplete pass that Quinn Ewers throws – Regardless of what the rumor is out of camp on how good Arch Manning is, every single Texas fan is going to be screaming at the top of oh, their lungs. Oh, it'll be the OUS Virginia Arch- game all over again from 2021. Okay. I remember yeah. that. We won Times Arch. a thousand. Times a thousand. You know that's going to happen. Oh, it's, they don't it's have totally a choice. They've backed themselves into a corner. Now, maybe the kid is going to be unbelievable and – it's just going to be a natural progression, right? Maybe he wins the job outright. Maybe they wait for the right opportunity to put him in there and have him jog out there on the field to a, a huge ovation whenever they're they're down seven or something in a game. But they don't have they don't have a choice but to start him next year. Well, I'll tell you when he's going to see his first action. I, I don't remember who they play week one. Maybe he gets mop up duty there, but you don't know because. Because uh, the schedule has not been released. Well, I know they're non-conference schedule. And that's why I'm saying in week two, when they go out to Alabama and get destroyed this time around, um, the chance will be loud week three for Arch Manning to take over. I, I, I'm just asking the question. I don't disagree with you. I think that there is a chance 
that Arch Manning starts against OU next year. And I'm not saying it's greater than a 50% chance, but I think that there's a reasonable chance. Arch Manning's chances of starting the OU-Texas game next year are way higher, in my opinion, than that of Jackson Arnold's. I could see a situation where OU's playing Arch next year in Dallas. Well, yeah, absolutely. Now, the situation that I just laid out at Texas isn't that dissimilar to what we're going to have on our hands. You know, Dylan Gabriel is, he's the incumbent, despite what what people think, and, and I totally understand, but he had a really good year last year. I expect it to be even better this coming season. But you got a five-star quarterback sitting there, and everyone wants to see the kid that's never failed before in front of them. While he's sitting there on the sideline, no matter how good he is, in their eyes, he's the best player on the team. Yep. So anytime Dylan Gabriel has any type of slip-up, it's going to be this. We're going to have the same type of situation on our hand, maybe not as pronounced because, you know, Jackson Arnold is obviously well-known around here. Um, five-star kid. He's, he's a, he's a big-time recruit, but he just doesn't have the name Manning attached. And that whether you like it or not, that changes things. But we, we do have some somewhat of a similar situation on our hands. Yeah, I don't want to fight that battle next year, but I totally expect to fight that battle next year. Like, even after wins. If OU can start 3-0, and but if DG misses a couple deep balls in the Tulsa game, then, well, here, go, here we go, conference play, about to go to BYU. You guys sure that Jackson Arnold doesn't need to be number one guy moving forward? I totally expect that to be a major storyline next year. That's not going away. It's going to be a major storyline next year. It's going to be a major storyline after two practices in spring football. Well, maybe a major storyline now after just winter workouts. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you heard any scuttlebutt so far on the young guys? (laughs) No, I haven't heard any scuttlebutts, but – they did release a video of Jackson Arnold drinking a shake yesterday after a workout, or before a workout, whatever it was. He and Peyton. Oh, nice. How was it? Elite shake drinking? It looked pretty good. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> what you want your five-star quarterback to look like, drinking a shake. It was very problem- Look at him. He's already in there recovering like a like a champ. If, uh, if 24-7 had seen that video, they would have bumped him up from the number 10 overall player to probably likely in the top three. Yeah. That was my take. Uh, some text here. The only difference is that they'll probably chant his last name instead. We want Manning! Flows better, which is ironic because it's the Manning name that got him ranked. Yeah. They're going to be upset whenever Peyton in the gigantic helmet doesn't jog out there onto the field. It's just going to be Arch. He's not won a Super Bowl. He's done absolutely nothing up to this point. Arch is not Could ready. Could be unbelievable. Arch is Could not ready, says the 405. He's been playing against Little League competition. Uh, Sugar Shane says 100% agree. Those boosters are going to freak out. Uh, it's it, it will be the media's quarterback battle. Also from J.G. Wentworth. Oh, yeah. 877 cash now. Oh, yeah. They, they want it. They want engagement. And, you know, they can see how many people are clicking and reading the articles. Right? And – 
whenever you fire off an article that says the headline is Arch Manning making big steps in quarterback battle, whether he is or not, which, you know, they haven't seen any practices. They've probably not even heard anything about it. But you go ahead and slap that headline on there, and, boy, look at that engagement fly. We've got our narrative for the for the next 365 days. Yeah, it's it's going to be a talking point all year at Texas. Quinn Ewers didn't help himself out. If Quinn Ewers would have had a really good year last year, then I, that would still be a topic of conversation, but not as much. He His play last year put him in the spot of what we're going to be talking about this year. Yeah. I don't think he impressed anybody. Yeah, he, he had some nice moments. He does some decent things. He lacks consistency like any young quarterback does. Um, you know, they're going to be trading one young quarterback for another young quarterback and, and kind of starting the whole process over with Arch. But the whole it's unavoidable. And we talked about this way back before he ever was, you know, he still wasn't coming out and being recruited very much. We talked about the nightmare it's going to be having him on your campus. And, and the other thing is not only is – uh, Sarkeesian in a bad position whenever it comes to having to play him, maybe before he's even ready. He's also put himself in a bad position. Uh, if you don't win with a Manning, you must be the suckiest coach of all time. Yep. Right? Yep. Regardless of what he looks like, he was the number one recruit in the country. And a lot of people don't even think that that's legit. But that's what you bought. Right? You bought the emblem. And uh, it's it's put up or shut up. You're not going to have any excuses. And it's really bad timing. Like if, if they get Arch five years ago, then okay, like they can elevate their roster, they can kind of you know mow through the Big Twelve maybe. But they're like all of the things that we talk about with OU to the SEC, that may be even magnified more with Texas. It's not like Texas is in this much better situation than OU going into the SEC. So you've already got the pressure of having to win with the Manning. Now you're about to combine that with having to win in the SEC. That's a tall. That's a tough ass, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's it's going to be a wild year, um, quarterback wise in the Big Twelve. There's, you know, we we've got what TCU is is changing over hands. Yep. Um, we got Will Howard who won the like he ended up getting the job after. The Martinez kid got hurt halfway through and did a pretty good job, so he'll be back. But, you know, it's not like – I wouldn't necessarily – he's not like a true returning starter, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's. I think the only teams that will have a different starter as to what they had last year, like their, their main quarterback, TCU will be different, West Virginia will be different, OSU will State. be different. And is that it? I think everyone else is kind of returning their guy. Yeah, I think so. I'm like as listen. Things will change whenever we get eyes on these teams. The finished product coming up in the fall, but my goodness, the Big Twelve is absolutely winnable, as winnable as it's been for Oklahoma next year. I agree. No one's going to fight you on that. Yeah. I don't think anyone is. One quick text before we hit a break. Zane says, "Huh." First tackle Danny Stutzman misses. I'm starting a put in Kalmus kid chant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some of those text messages next. Keep them coming in. 651 
3439. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. It is the rush on a Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's time for our Under the Radar feature brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for Under the Radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Here's what we're going to do for our Under the Radar segment today. I'll take care of the basketball side. Teddy will take care of the NFL side. Give me an Under the Radar Sooner you think will play very well in either the AFC or NFC championship game this weekend? Well, I say it's under the radar. He's the best left tackle in all of football uh, anywhere in the world. Um, But it's somewhat under the radar because, you know, we're going to watch the ball. There'll be more talk about how Brock Purdy plays and, you know, and, and, you know, what the offense looks like and what's Jalen Hurts do. But if you can remind yourself, just watch the left tackle, okay, when San Francisco has the ball. He's unbelievable. I just saw a, uh, a stat. He's perfect so far through the playoffs in pass protection. Hasn't lost one pass protection uh, situation, which is not a shock. He's incredibly physical he's the most physical player on the offensive line maybe that i've seen uh experience plays angry uh just incredible and there's going to be some really good battles there you know philly's bringing a, a a defensive line i think they have more sacks than anyone in the nfl if i'm not wrong on that i'm just making up stats as i go sounds good to me i think that's right uh so it's going to be a tough challenge but your boy Trent Williams, is uh, he's the guy to watch this weekend. All right, my under-the-radar player for the OU basketball game tomorrow. What were you telling me earlier? Well, OU needs to bring the juice tomorrow, right? Porter's yeah. saying that they didn't bring it Tuesday night at TCU. I agree. OU's got to bring the juice tomorrow. And you know who seemingly always does that off of the bench? And I think that even though they didn't have it on Tuesday, he still did. I'm a big-time Brady Sam- Manic. Yes, Brady Manic, under-the-radar player for OU basketball tomorrow. <laughs> 35 from the outside. Don't leave him wide open. No, Sam Godwin. How do you not like appreciate huh. and like the way that Sam Godwin plays off the bench? He had 9-7 and seven against uh, TCU on Tuesday. He was your second-leading scorer, actually. He didn't even start the basketball game. This team needs to bring the juice. I think that he will bring the juice tomorrow like he always does. Sam Godwin is going to have 10-6 and six tomorrow. He's going to score in double figures Ooh. for OU against Bama. Sam Godwin, under-the-radar player. If you don't score in double figures, at least come off the bench and take someone out, right? Start a fight, well, I think get a couple of people ejected. Those are the core values of the OU basketball program, yeah. Yeah, you got to follow that. <laughs> I can hear Porter on the side. Listen, if you're, if you're just going to stand out there and punch somebody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I might as well against these guys. Might e- yeah. even things out a little bit more. Number two team in the country. I I just hope that. I hope we show up with some energy. I hope the the stadium the stadium. I hope the arena is full. Fill the LNC, um, hype environment. 
it's big time. Alabama's, they've got a, a special basketball team coming to town, tons of athleticism. They're fun to watch play as long as they're playing someone else. Um, the way I see it, and you can correct me if you if – You're probably you, wrong on this, so I will correct you, yeah. I, I don't – we're not going to be able to out-athlete them. I think we got to shoot money from three, and maybe that's oversimplifying everything. But no. I, no. I don't see any way we win this game if we're not – like I'm not saying we got to be necessarily 50% from three. If we're less than that, we better have some high volume. Well, I thought that last week against Baylor. I'm going to think that when they play KU, yeah, and some will say, "Well, OU doesn't have a a great three point shooter." Well, yeah, not recently. I, I do think Greg Sherfield can fill it up from beyond the arc, but yeah, this team isn't just littered with great three point shooters everywhere. But still, the the point is the same. Like you're going to have to be able to shoot the ball well. It's like the most elementary statement about this game tomorrow, but it's true. You've got to hit open shots. You've got Do to. you think that since it's not a Big 12 conference game that perhaps we'll have some even numbers for foul uh Yeah, I didn't think about that. Attempted? Yeah, instead of like a 15-2 margin at the free throw line, maybe it's more even. Huh. Who's the crew? Uh I have no idea. I, I don't suppo- know. That's that's no, a Chris Plank that is thing. No, that's not I guarantee I know. you Chris Plank knows where this crew is from. Maybe what so. conference? I don't I don't pay attention to the crew. Still no spread attached to this game. Come on, guys. Let's I'm going to throw another stat out there that I'm just – I'm winging it. It sounds good. Oklahoma's undefeated this year whenever they're officiated by non-Big 12 crew. Uh, I They lost to Arkansas. <laughs> is, is that right? <laughs> I don't know if that's right. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a Big 12 crew. Yeah, I, I can't remember I don't if know it was that. or I'm not. Just, yeah, well, Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, you, use that stat. Toby, if you're listening, use that on the broadcast tomorrow. It sounds great. Uh, text line, Jacob Groves hits four threes. Book it. Okay. Like, those are the types of things that we're talking about that you you might need tomorrow. Yeah, he's got to. Um, you know, I thought Tanner Groves played, you know, against – I know he lost against Baylor, but I thought he played one of his better games. He was active. He was blocking shots. He was, uh, he was grabbing rebounds, grabbing offensive boards. Uh, I think he hit a couple of threes in that game. He brings some energy. Like whenever he starts to get into a bit of a groove, he's a high energy guy. He's, you know, he's. You got to have your best from everyone, man. Great, That's it. great point of the text line. I wouldn't punch someone on this team. Doesn't this Bama team have someone, <laughs> a former player, on murder charges? Yeah, good it's point. A, it's a fair point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Push them over. Pull their shorts down. I don't know what. Oh, what else hey, do do? easy, golly! What are you? There's going to be kids in there tomorrow. Pull the shorts down. What? What's going uh-huh. on here? Jeez. Sugar Shane says we're undefeated against the SEC with Danny Stutzman in the stands. Oh, come on, okay. Danny! You got to bring the juice tomorrow in the stands. It's on you, man. Which reminds me, I made a bad mistake the other day where. Uh, uh, my son was running around the house, and I <laughs> de-pantsed him. And he thought it was the funniest thing ever. So high alert if you're walking around the layman house, okay, now that my son's learned a, a new trick of the trade. Uh, eight years old. Uh, you know, you're, con- days, you're right? what you think uh, as a guy, what you think is funny is eight years old, really kind of sticks around for 20 years, maybe even longer than that. 
Your sense of humor now, doesn't change all that much. The first real stupid jokes that you play on your friends, like whether it's 8, 10, 12 years old, it's pretty much the same thing. Like You may level up the same exact jokes throughout the years, but it's the same thing. Yeah, they age it never quite changes. nicely. Uh, <laughs> Under-the-radar player, the refs, that's from the 918. Yeah. Uh, guy says, well, here's liberal Teddy just making up blank as he goes. Yeah, fair, fair point. Hey, you know, guilty as charged. When you don't know, just make something up. Every now and then something will stick. Sam Godwin's dad is president of East Central University in Ada. I'm an ECU alumni and a Sam Godwin fan, no doubt, from the 580. Very nice. Who who just took that football coaching job? Didn't someone we know take that, um, that job recently? Well, they have someone that's like really – was it someone we know or was it someone that was super young? Maybe I feel like I feel like young. they have someone in their early the to mid twenties that yeah has taken that head coaching job. Okay, I know they offered uh, Trajan Bridges this past cycle. I don't think that he's going there, but I think they offered him. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Make the call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fan. West Yala Gosney Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at WYG. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's West Yala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is? Well, I'll start here. I had mentioned recently that UFC was getting into the slap uh, fight. Oh, yeah. Stuff that's going on. Well, it's launched. It was on TBS. It's the Power Slap League. Uh, airs at 10 Eastern. And it got really good ratings, uh, which is not what some people that uh, hate it are wanting to see. And it's exactly what you thought it would be. People standing there, letting someone uh, slap them in the face, and usually getting knocked out. So uh, <laughs> we're o- we're overthinking good TV now. You know, just something. Like, what did we talk about? What you think is funny at eight as a guy is funny at twenty eight. Like that's the type of t- like that's a that's a male dominated audience. I would guess. Yeah, and uh, which, by the way, the number one demographic was eighteen to thirty four. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, perfect. Exactly what you're talking about. I, don't you just love that? Like HBO and you know Netflix, they pour all of this money into these massive productions and putting out. Like it's it's just a lot of work to put together. Like think of Game of Thrones. Like think of how much work goes into putting out that that whole series when you could just pay a couple of guys a few hundred bucks to stand there and slap the hell out of each other. MTV had it right. I don't know how much they were paying Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O and all those guys back in the day, but here's some cash. Just go do stupid stuff, and we'll make, like, multiple movies off of it. Yeah, here's don't some shopping it. carts. and Here's a credit card. Go buy some shopping carts and some fireworks and see what you guys can <laughs> yeah, do. That's brilliant. Um, the other thing, I guys, I thought this was – it's funny. Like, it's, it's dumb, but it's funny because, like, how cocky – 
Cincinnati's become, they've been a doormat essentially the entire existence of the franchise. And now they're good. And did you see the mayor uh, put out the video where officials are requesting that Joe Burrow take a paternity test to prove whether or not he, Man, if, if he in fact, is Mahomes' I, dad? I've seen this before, and I know that <laughs> things like that shouldn't necessarily affect the game, but... I'm I'm starting to think Kansas City's going to win on Sunday, man. Uh, don't forget that Casey, one of their backers, said there's nothing special about Cincinnati's offense. Well, that's true. Smack talk's going both ways, I guess. I like it. You know, it just, just kind of ups the ante. Uh, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay, where is my first one that I had? Okay, uh, first one, I mean, this is just, it's incredible. So USA Softball released their Player of the Year watch list that had 50 yeah. players. OU softball had eight on the top 50. Um, I think Texas and OSU combined had three, which represented the rest of the Big 12. OU itself had eight in the top 50 watch list. It's just like, golly, man. It's like a show. It's crazy. Is it 50 players too many to watch throughout a season? Um, oh, well, that's the thing. If you want to shorten it down to 30, then OU probably still has like six. Maybe they have all eight still that they already had. Who? Okay, let me ask you this. Who is the player to watch for OU softball? T.R.A. Jennings. I mean, I, she is the best player they have coming back. Now, could Kinsey Hansen threaten that? I, I think that there's no. a chance, but T.R.A. is is who you're, who you're asking about. That's who it is. Dang, is Kinsey Hansen, is this like an extra year for her? I feel like she's been there forever. Yeah, yeah. I think this may be her COVID year, but they're they're stacked, dude. Okay. Who's the is Jordy Ball the number one? Jordy Ball will be the ace. Starocco will be your two, and I'm interested to see if Jordy Ball is going to hit this year because um, she can sw- she can swing the bat. She, she just swing, haven't had the opportunity. Whole, it's just hard to get an opportunity to swing the bat in this lineup, you know? Right. Yep. Um, to the world of college football recruiting. Marco Rubio, you're familiar yeah. with him, right? His son just uh, accepted a PWO offer at Florida. He is not ranked by 24-7 sports. I have not seen a photo of him, but he is a running back, and he will be a walk-on running back at the University of Florida, where his dad, Marco, also went to school. Nice. Do you think okay. uh, Marco Rubio's son's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher in two years? Preferred walk-on to Florida, no. In two years, no. He that won't be the next year, Emmett though, Smith. He's going to redshirt next year. He'll be the scout team back. He'll get pummeled by Florida's defense. And then that third year, that third year, he'll be elevated. No more scout team. And a couple injuries happen. You never know. And he'll be taking handoffs from Jaden Rashada, who's going to end up transferring to Florida once they get the NIL money in. This is going to be the one-two duo right there, Rashada and Rubio. Florida just put uh, Rashada on layaway until they get enough cash. That's just what they did. (laughs) That's what they did. That's right. Makes a lot of sense. Jackson Sumlin, Kevin's son, former Sooner, he's going to play at FAU. So uh, best of luck to him. Nice. Seems like a good kid. Yep. That's good. Uh, Miami fires their offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis. So Miami's looking for their next OC. and, And I joke with Parker, I'm like, are we going to have to talk about Levy to this job as well? We've already mentioned TCU, Georgia, Alabama, and even the Baltimore Ravens. Are we going to have to bat down silly rumors that Miami is in the, is in the mix for him? Hopefully not. 
Now, Levy's not going to Miami. And I love the fact that they weren't any good. Like, you knew they weren't going to be great. Like, they had a chance because they had a quarterback that a lot of people were talking about. But come on, first year, uh, tough to turn things all the way around there for Chris Bow. But uh, they're like, hey, you got to fire someone. What are you going to do? Uh, let's fire the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Right? One year. You get one year's offensive coordinator. Insane. Uh, I was looking at the top 25 poll. Really, I was trying to find out who OU's best win is up to this point, um, which that's a conversation for another segment. But I noticed a lot of unranked Blue Bloods right now, man. Duke is unranked. Indiana's unranked. North Carolina's unranked. Michigan State's unranked. Kentucky is unranked. And I don't know. You know why? Look at all those football programs. The better you get at football, folks, the crappier you're going to get at basketball. It's just how things go. Yeah. Well, everything's a little bit more even now in recruiting with NIL. Maybe that's why they're struggling as well. Ooh, looking at you, Kentucky. Point. Looking at yeah, you. Yeah, no wonder. You you mentioned this, and I'll give it up to you. You should. Two you days in a row. You mentioned this whenever um, we had had the coaches stepping away at the same time, right? I did they mention that. They knew the ride was over. I mentioned that. Um, who are the Blue Bloods in college hoops, by the way? Duke? North Carolina, Michigan State, Kentucky. Is Indiana still one, or are they in Nebraska football territory in, in fringe? Um, it's been a I while for know. them. They, they need to step it up. Yeah. They're about God to get wait. relegated if they don't get their act together. Honestly, I don't know. There's been It's so much different in, in basketball – if you don't win the national championship, it's like, it's almost like it's a forgotten about year for you, you know. Yeah. And I know that like their fan bases talk about, you know, you made the elite eight or whatever, but it's hard to keep track of all of that every year. Okay, we'll put Indiana in timeout for right now. Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, Kentucky, KU, UCLA. Some will argue Villanova. Uh, I mean, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! How many blue bloods are you going to allow? Um, as many as I need to. You disagree with any of those? Five. Yeah, I do. Which ones you There's, disagree with? Well, I don't know what ones. I'm just telling you, you can't name ten schools Abs- for Blue I'm not naming ten, but I'm naming more than five. Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, Kentucky, and Kansas. Those are slam dunks. And UCLA had the most dominant run in the sports ever seen. So I, we're at least going to have to get to six. Okay, well, eliminate Michigan State and put – UCLA in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. We have a flawed blue blood group, but all right. Are there only five what? in football? Uh, yeah. Ohio State, OU, Alabama, USC, Notre Dame. No Michigan. All right. Okay. Yeah, there's only five. I think and there's more you have than five be, in college hoops, but okay. You have to have you have to wear blue in basketball to be a blue blood. Sorry, Michigan State. You're out. Out. You missed the memo on that. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career. Today at HighSchoolOfficials.com.
The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Of course, a uh, blue blood debate has sparked on the... uh, It's Friday. It's Friday! What up? Uh, Villanova would be similar to Georgia or Clemson in college football. I said some would argue they're a blue blood. I didn't say that I necessarily think they're a blue blood. They've won titles in 16 and 18 and a title in 1985. And as I pointed out before, that is oddly similar to Clemson. Why? Clemson football... Won a title in 2016 and 2018, and their first title came in 1981. So, if you want to compare Villanova and their blue blood status to Clemson, I think that is very spot on. Very spot on. Right. Yeah. I don't know. They do check the box for blue jerseys, so that helps them. They do. Yeah, yeah. That, That should be... Does even UCLA with that shade of blue, do they get color or they get um, credit for that? Absolutely. There are many more basketball teams than football, so perhaps they could have more blue blood teams. If you're trying to change this man's mind, you're not going to succeed at that. In theory, what the texter says could be considered true. However, you don't change the top of the pyramid. I don't care how big the base is. All right? Five teams. I thought you were just going to say cuz. That's the reason why there's only five. Well, that's always my next argument. Sometimes it's my first, but it's always coming just cuz. Uh, Georgetown. No, I think when you lose 29 consecutive Big East games, Dang. you are kicked off the Blue Blood Mountain if Georgetown was ever there. Man, I got to tell you, what was I watching the other day? There, there was something on that was uh, – it was it was going through like one of the tournaments in the nineties. No, you know what it was? It was uh, UMass. They were going through UMass whenever Coach um, Cal was there. Coach Cal was there, and it took me right back to my childhood, dude. Watching that tournament and with all the great players and all of the teams that I still like. Whenever I hear their name, I think about. College hoops. It was pretty cool to see that nice little throwback. College hoops was awesome in the nine. College hoops was oh, awesome was in the eighties. But my like first memory of it is, man, really kind of that Eduardo Naharama team Cleves game. Well, the eighties was incredible, but I you know I just I don't remember it because you know I, I just yeah. But the nineties was awesome. Early two thousands was awesome. College hoops was big time oh, in that era, man. It was incredible. Great stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We've got the final hour here from Riverwind next.